In this episode of The Invisible Vote, I'll be speaking with Paul Hill, a 21-year-old college student who is the definition of pioneer activism in the 21st century. We will engage in a critical discussion about the importance of young people in America taking a stand for what they believe in and why voting on November 3rd is crucial to our democracy. But more importantly, critical conversations will be shared and opinions on voting will be heard that may be similar to yours. So welcome to what we call the invisible vote. One message for people who are not voting, I would say, what is the first action you can do to make a greater change? Not voting is not doing anything, but if people were able to vote, their bare minimum, at least you can do, is prevent Donald Trump from having another four years in office. Hi, I'm Paul Hill. I'm 21 years old. I was born and raised in New York City, and I go to Grinnell College. I'm a sophomore. We'd love for you to give us a little bit of background on yourself, man, and how activism, you know, really got enriched in your blood, you know? And so give us that backstory. Absolutely. I guess we can start with ancestry and family. I guess my first understanding of activism was when I was and probably learning from my grandparents. Uh, My grandfather is the first black man to run for governor of South Carolina. And my grandmother, while she was raising six kids, she was also studying to become a lawyer and eventually did become a lawyer. Um, And she was a teacher. So hearing stories about my grandfather and my grandmother, both growing up in South Carolina while raising six black children, and also becoming prominent figures in the Black community, that's that's always been a part of me. Right. So with your activism, you created an app called Pronto. Can mm-hmm. you tell us about it? Absolutely. So Pronto is the first resource, first app ever created that will that aids the Black Lives Matter movement. More clearly, Pronto helps uh, volunteers and donors um, act right away. For people who are not involved or not sure how to get involved with the Black Lives Matter movement, Pronto offers all the resources to one, educate yourself, and then two, act on their words that they're saying. And then three, if you're someone who's involved with protest, it offers the resources to stay safe during protest. Um, For anyone who's been arrested during a protest, we have the resources to locate that person and connect them with free legal and bail aid too. What, and what what was the inspiration behind it, man? Like, what was the one moment or what was that series of moments that really led you to creating this app? Absolutely. That's a great question. Um, so the first moment that set off the series of moments, as you just said, I was in Grinnell, Iowa. Uh, it's where I go to school. Extremely different from New York City, where I was born and raised. And I was there during the summer because I was avoiding coronavirus in major cities. And all of a sudden, we have George Floyd protests blowing up across the country, which is the result of, like a, of a couple of things that I've noticed. One, quarantine, so people are at home and are forced to look at their screens and phones and think about the ways of the world more than usual. And two, it's just, it's just time. People are, are fed up because we have seen these actions over and over and over again for the past 400 years. And people hit a breaking point. 
So I, as soon as these protests start off, I'm in Grinnell, but I have a few of friends of mine who are like, let's go protest in Chicago. And I was with a group of people who are also like-minded and that if they want to do something, they want to do something to the greatest extent. So we were like, okay, we're going to Chicago. What can we do to help the people who are helping other people in Chicago? So we decided we'll do some supply distribution. We asked for people to donate supplies or money so we can go buy supplies. And the day before the protest, we just spent an entire day shopping, getting everything together. And then the day of, we are there in Chicago, uh, walking with the marches, handing out uh, water, Gatorade, snacks, tear gas solution, and goggles to protect people from the extreme violence that protesters were met with. And during that protest, I was there, I was walking around with everybody. And although I knew I was helping to some degree, I knew I wasn't helping to the greatest extent that I could. Um, I was there and I was very confused. And that's something like I, I just hold very personal to me is that I know that if I'm not fully aware of everything that's happening, then I'm not able to help out the best way that I can. Like, I just need to know everything that's happening in order to have like a concise and efficient solution. To, to do what I want to do. Um, so I was there as in Chicago city that I'm not familiar with walking around, not knowing where I am, not knowing like who's leading me, not knowing where we're going. And it was, it was very, it was very confusing. And it was even more so dangerous to be in a confusing situation like that because after the protest, we were swarmed by police officers who were blocking us off and returning the way that we came. They created an entire line. I can see you guys photos of these that I took, but an entire line barricading all of us protesters. And that as soon as they did that, um, we also, every single person uh, in the crowd got notifications saying that we have curfew in 30 minutes. And not only do we have curfew in 30 minutes, but the National Guard is also coming in to the city to lock up anybody who's out past curfew. Wow. So extremely intentional in their actions. No, None of the police officers are responding not to like why we can't return the same way that we just come from. And if it were not for a woman who came down and said, hey guys, you can actually go down this other street and make a loop and then just like go a little out of your way and then turn back, then like we would not have known that we could just go back that way. Right. Um, so from Chicago and realizing like how dangerous confusion is, um, I on our same trip back from Chicago back to Grinnell, I decided to buy my ticket to go back to New York City. And was on my flight and while I was waiting in the airport, I came up with an, an idea that I thought could be helpful, which is pretty much the same tactics that I was using in Chicago, which was supply distribution. But instead, since I was going back to New York City, I could assemble different teams for different boroughs to distribute supplies to the different protests that were happening every single day. This is the height of the protest. So there's, um, there are multiple protests happening every single day, every shape of form in New York City. We had, um, walking protests, biking protests, skateboarding protests, surfers were protesting, people were just meeting up to do yoga and protesting, children's protests all across the board. And when I get to New York, I had a ton of people hitting me up, um, volunteering to meet up to get these supplies and distribute them in different boroughs. And I also met up with Sophia Wilson, who's my partner, and she started this organization called City Kids. And when she started City Kids, uh, we decided to meet up and uh, kind of centralize both of our tactics and ideas. And I ended up like helping her build city kits. 
And that looks like supply distribution with a centralized location. So people were coming across in every single borough to city kits to pick up a tear gas solution, Gatorade, uh, water, snacks, and goggles and gloves and hand sanitizer. And that were donated by, um, by people like on the internet who were just sending in donations, but also by people who were just sending in money and they would go out and buy these supplies and then put them in different care packages. So we have people from all over the city coming in and picking up these bags and taking them to protest for seven weeks straight. And while I was helping out with city kids, I was also helping out with emails. And I kept receiving these emails from different people who were all across New York, but also outside of New York saying, hey, I want to help, but I don't know how. And that's the question that really started the thought process with Pronto. It's creating a resource to help people who don't know how to help, but really want to. Do you ever pinch yourself and like, yo, I'm only 21 and I'm like building an app? First of all, does that ever amaze you or, or are you sick of hearing that? You know, people like, man, what do you mean? Like, I'm, I'm 21, so what? Like, anybody his age can do this stuff. And then also... Yeah, low-key. <laughs> right. And then also, uh, yeah. you know, just to couple that question with another one as well is like, what are some of the goals you're trying to achieve with the app too? Like, you know, if you had to pick one big feature that you, you want to add to it, what would that be? Absolutely. Um, I constantly feel the pressure to be doing more. I feel like... Pronto, first update, I look at it and I'm like, what else can we do with it? What can we do to help more? Because I, I get I get obsessed. Like once I have an idea, I get obsessed with it to complete it in the best way possible. And when when you ask like what my reaction is to it, like do I feel like there's anything special about my age and what I've been able to accomplish? I I think I'm just doing what I can do right now. I don't think there's anything ultra special about it. I think that there are many people across the world who have resources to possibly creating something even better, something even more useful. But just taking that initiative to do it is what I wish a lot more people would do. Um, we are definitely in a day and age I'm just speaking out now because I wasn't alive before. Because <laughs> like we were, we're in an age where people are able to just post and be like, help, let's do this, do that, stop this, stop that, and not do anything about it. So what I wish is, honestly, I wish people would just turn off their phones and go out and act and do something after alerting people that this atrocity is happening. And this isn't just for Black Lives Matter. This is like for every injustice that people think about. Um, as for do I what, what what's next for Pronto? We're working on it right now. We have the update 2.0. We have five new programmers who have joined the programming team. We have a completely new UX UI designer, and we're we're moving. We're working on it. What we have now are taking the resources from Creature Friend Finder, which is the organization started by my friend Danny Cole which um, in the past has, if you had called them about a friend of yours who's been arrested during protests, they would just track down your friend in whichever city they were across the United States and connect them with free legal and bail aid. What we're doing now 
is since Creature Friend Finder is uh, shifting a bit because they, they no longer have the, the staff to manage finding people across the entire country, what we're doing is taking the information resources that their volunteers were using and just implementing that directly into the app. So if you want to find someone right now without having to wait and get in a phone call to find them, you can just do that yourself. And we're making it extremely easy for people to do that. The whole goal with Pronto, besides helping people help others, is to do it simply. Um, there should be no reason why anything should be complicated, in my opinion, as like in order for it to be efficient and helpful, it needs to be simple. And I think when you were talking earlier about action, you know, one of the best actions we can take, you know, today is the act of voting. And so um, yeah. I'm going to shift into that a little bit. We only got a few more questions, but how important do you feel like this election is in our lives? I don't know if it's the most important election of our life. Why do you feel like that? Because I don't think that much will shift or change if either candidate is elected. Mm. Joe Biden is a centrist. He's not here for radical change. And in order for us to return to a time before Trump, we would need radical change. Right. It's simple. Like Change doesn't happen from doing nothing. And Joe Biden is here to appease both sides, to make sure we have a calm, peaceful country. And we're not like, you see what I'm saying? Whereas um, if you're going to be returned to a time before Trump, you need somebody who's on the complete opposite side of the spectrum. Mm. And Joe Biden doesn't fall there. Kamala Harris doesn't fall there. And do you want, what do you want? Like, do you know who you're voting for? Or are you even voting anyway? Yeah, I'm voting. <laughs> I'm voting for Joe for Joe Biden. <laughs> okay. Um, but it's a if, if anything, it's just strategy. It's just strategy. Um, because what I what I see my vote being able to do if Joe Biden is elected, it just slows down momentum. An exchange of power slows down momentum. Donald Trump, if he were elected, he'd have another four years in office with four years behind him and just escalating and having the support of people behind him. This man has achieved the impossible so many times. 2016, no one thought he'd get elected. And he won. Mm -hmm. 2020, contracted coronavirus and still alive. Mm. At his age. <laughs> I know. If I were... <laughs> if I were... <laughs> if I were a supporter of this man, I would think, one, he's a genius, and two, he's immortal. Which is extremely dangerous, especially for his policies that are very controlling. And... I don't know enough about fascism to throw out that word, but seem to be very aligned with a fascist regime. So if he were to be out of office for four years, or if he'd be out of office and not be able to continue for four years, great. We can slow down his momentum at least. Because it's not going to stop as soon as he's voted out. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Like He has so much power and control in this country right now. There is no way that if he were voted out of office, one, he already said he's not going to leave peacefully. And two, he has the backing of domestic terrorists, like Proud Boys, who are extremely violent and will feel like their, their rights and, and culture. I wish, sorry, for anybody that's listening on this podcast, I did an air quote around culture. But um, it's, he, he has too much power to lose all of his momentum. 
Mm. You think if you Trump is going to continue to hold rallies around the country, even if he doesn't win? You're saying that that would not run out of steam and it would pretty much, if anything, make that train go faster. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, sorry, I meant to bring this up earlier, but I, I fully believe that the threat of civil war is extremely possible. Mm. Regardless of who wins. Mm. And I am urging everyone to think about that and prepare for their safety and just be extremely, extremely aware leading up to the election, day of the election, and after the election that a civil war could possibly happen. That's a major reason why we're working on this update for Pronto 2.0 is to make sure people have the resources to find anyone who's been arrested on their own by themselves. Because I fully believe that police will lash out because they are very similar, if not akin, if not the same as Proud Boys. And people just need to be prepared to protect themselves in any way possible. And then the final question, which is because we've we've talked to a lot of people on this podcast and they're people from all walks of life, people who are voting, people who clearly say, I'm not voting, you know. And so if you had a message to give to someone who just decided I'm not voting, you know, what would that message be? Um, One message for people who are not voting, I would say, what is the first action you can do to make? a greater change. Not voting is not doing anything, but if people were able to vote, their bare minimum, at least you can do, is prevent Donald Trump from having another four years in office. Right. And even if you don't believe in Joe Biden, Joe Biden is not going to make a great change at all. And especially not for the first two years. First two years, you have to deal with Donald Trump. So then we just have another two years of Joe Biden And afterwards, or during that time, we can focus on finding a candidate and supporting a candidate way and years, years and years before the next presidential election to support and fund and back that we actually support and believe in. Right. But I extremely, extremely, extremely urge people to vote at least for the bare minimum to start uh, to stop the flow of momentum. And then one more final question is, uh, what what does it mean for you to continue in your family's footsteps? You know, you come from a lineage of uh, people who are activists, you know, people who are standing up for what they believe in, running for office, you know, trailblazing. What does it mean for you to feel like you're kind of almost walking in, if not all, you know, running in, their their path and their footsteps yeah um i'm just doing what feels right to me when i look back on my grandmother and my grandfather and then i see my mother and father were both entrepreneurs in black communities creating a black natural hair salon in harlem and then i see myself one people describe as an activist and entrepreneur, I just feel like this is right for me. If this is not something that I was passionate about, I wouldn't do it, probably. Right. Um, I'm the uh, only thing I can vouch for is I just, I just, I support people to do things that make them happy. And this is something that makes me happy. Do I feel like being active in the community is something that everybody should do? Yes. Do I feel like 
what I'm doing is anything special? No. I'm doing my bare minimum. I've identified something that I can do to help, and I'm doing it. And if anybody and everybody can just sit back one day, just for a couple minutes, a day maybe, and just be like, what can I do today to help the people around me? Figure it out and do it. Make sure to check out ABF Creative's newest podcast, The Invisible Vote. Subscribe and rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Want more information on The Invisible Vote or even how you can participate in the podcast? Head over to InvisibleVote.com and make sure that you vote on November 3rd.